0: You're listening to Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. So
1: ladies and gentlemen, Jack Barksdale.
2: Hey everybody, it's Jack Barksdale. Welcome to another episode of Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. And today we're here with Matt Sorum. How are you?
0: Hey Jack, what's happening brother?
2: Uh, not much. (laughs)
0: Last time I saw you was at the NAMM show almost a year ago. I know that
2: was yeah, fun. Year
0: ago, January.
2: Yeah.
0: And uh, and then the first time I met you was in uh, in uh, Fort. Would you call it Fort Wayne?
1: Yeah, uh, Fort Worth. Fort
0: Worth. Yeah. Fort, yeah. So Dallas, Fort, Dallas, Fort Worth. And we were down yeah. there. Yeah. What was the name of the joint?
2: Uh, Billy Bob's.
0: Billy Bob's.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was that was fun. That's an awesome show. How have you been doing during the quarantine?
0: Well, you know, we're just all trying to make best you. You know, what I think is going to happen is you told me you were writing songs and <laughs> been working on a lot of music, <laughs> doing a lot of Zoom calls, <laughs> yeah. getting reacquainted with a lot of people I haven't seen in years mm-hmm. on Zoom. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, got this record pretty much buttoned up with Billy Gibbons. You're That's gonna awesome. It. It's it's. Not quite as blues as the last record. There's one shuffle on the whole album. Mm. There's no slow blues. There's a, there's a ballad. Kind of, I would call it a ballad. Mm-hmm. And then there's some kind of surf rock stuff. Like, almost like... Huh. Billy really got really into Dick Dale. You know, huh. that beat kind of... You know, yeah. He, he bought yeah. this... Uh, he bought this 1960s reverb tank. Fender reverb tank. And he oh, came wow. He brought it to the studio and goes, I want to use this on every song. <laughs> and it's that, you know, that reverb kind of, you know. Yeah. And yeah. he had that, and he had a guitar, an old Gretsch duo jet. Oh, wow. And uh, basically, it was super... Fun. We lived at this ranch called uh, Escape, which is hundred and forty acres in this area called Pioneer Town was where they used to shoot all the old westerns because oh. where I am in the desert is about two hours from LA. So it's got that desert scenery with like cactus. Yeah. It was rattle I saw two rattlesnakes the first day I was there. <laughs> yeah. And uh you know those big lizards. Uh yeah. What do they call it? gila monsters or whatever they call yeah so those are all up there and so we stayed up in the house uh we had two guest houses and a recording studio mm-hmm. and we just started writing songs uh-huh. we ended up with about 15 or 16 songs wow and it's looking like we're going to release it next year mm-hmm. so i'm i'm excited about it and i think you'll like it it's oh yeah it's different. It's a different record, you know. It's, it's just was fun to make. And yeah, <laughs> I've always said if you're working with people that you really like, and the vibe is cool, mm-hmm. that you're gonna come out with something good, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're doing this album with Billy Gibbons, and when I met you, uh, you're were, you're were playing with Billy Gibbons. How did you uh, how did you meet him and start, you know, playing with him?
0: Yeah, well, it's funny because you know, I've always been a fan. You know, I'm a little bit younger than Billy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you're obviously a lot younger than me. But <laughs> so, and I always, I like. That's why I like you so much, Jack, because you're like, <laughs> you're like a traditional roots kid, bringing it, bringing it, keeping it real. <laughs> and I like that about you. And carrying on the tradition, if you will, that's your job, <laughs> for Jack Barksdale. Like taking. The great blues and guitar, and, and moving into the future. So I met Billy. I've known him thirty years. You know, when I was in Guns and Roses,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we would just kind of rub elbows. We'd be on a festival show together, mm-hmm. and everyone yeah. was backstage or whatever. And as you know, Billy's just the nicest guy in the world. He's yeah. not hard. He's not hard to talk to. You know. Yeah. So, um, basically. You know, with all that said, we have just kept being friends. He gave me his phone. He gave me his card right away. Did he give you one? Did he give you his phone number?
2: Uh, no. I, uh, he he may have. I just lose track of things.
0: Oh, <laughs>
2: that's he gave I, me a
0: card. He gave me a card. I still have it. it. Says Billy F. Gibbons, a friend of Eric Clapton, and then his phone number. That's funny. And I was like, at first, I was such a fan. I was like. I can't call Billy. <laughs>
2: He's
0: like this icon, you know? Yeah. But I I had a gig in Africa. Oh, wow. And I was going down with Slash. And Steven Tyler was on board, Robin Zander. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I said, what's the missing link? I go, let's get Billy Gibbons. <sighs> so I called him. And we went to Africa. We, we traveled together. And we stopped in London and Paris. Mm-hmm. And he's just so fun to hang out with. Yeah, he's like come on, Matt, let's go. We're gonna go check this out. Let's. Yeah, we're always eating cool, going to cool places to eat. Yeah, you know. So we through that experience, we became really close. Like I talk to him every yeah. day now.
2: Oh wow! Uh-huh.
0: You know, at first when he would call me, I go, "Wow, it's Billy Gibbons!" Like, "Whoa," you know. Yeah. Now, now he calls me. I'm like. Do I have two hours to talk to Billy? I go. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: So, and then, I guess when we went on tour with the Big Bad Blues, what you saw, Mm -hmm. he called me up one day out of the blue. He's like, Matt, I want you to be my drummer on this tour. I like hanging out. It's (laughs) awesome. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I've been in Guns N' Roses, Bell Revolver, The Cult, I played with Motorhead. That tour was the most fun I've ever had in my career. <laughs> That's was.
2: awesome.
0: Yeah. You know.
2: Yeah, and you did that tour with Austin Hanks, right?
0: Yeah, Austin came. Remember we had two guitars and no bass? Oh, yeah. We were like, yeah. we were running the low end, kind of like, they had the uh, what's called the octave divider pickup. It, uh-huh. I, think, I don't know if I shared all that with you. but Yeah,
2: I remember at the merch table, they were selling, or... Uh, they were having a thing where you could buy one.
0: <laughs> so the pickup's called A Little Thunder. And I can mm-hmm. explain to you real quick how it works. So so you know what an octave divider pedal is. You probably have one. Takes the guitar and it drops down. It's like Jack White uses it from the mm-hmm. white drives, you know. So it takes that E string and the octave divider pedal will drop the note down one octave. So it's like, wah, 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 underneath the real note with the pedal, right? Uh-huh. Well. This guy that invented little thunder, defended it so it goes in the pickup. Now it's got a stereo feed. So I don't remember if you remember all the amps on stage. Oh yeah. But we would run the bass signal of that pickup would go to the bass amp, mm-hmm. and the guitars, the higher note would go to uh-huh. the guitar amp, so you could EQ them. So when oh, wow. if if Austin was going dong 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 dong. The low note, ball, 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 would be like down there. Remember how yeah. that started? Yeah. But it yeah. wasn't like ba-boom, boom 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 It wasn't like bass, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: It, was more it just like,
2: gave you that low end.
0: It was like chunky. Yeah. And Billy goes...
2: Very Billy Gibbons.
0: Billy calls me, he goes, so I go, who's the bass player? He goes, there isn't one. I go, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... We spent about two weeks just making it all work. Mm-hmm. It was like a bit of a science project to get yeah. it to sound right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we rehearsed and figured it all out. By the time we got to see you, we were sounding pretty good, I think.
2: Yeah, that show was awesome. And,
0: uh, yeah. So out in the front of the house, the sound man, the uh-huh. guy that was running the sound, uh-huh. and, like turn the bass up, you know, mm-hmm. he could control it. Yeah. With an octodivider pedal, you just get one signal. It's like, like Jack White, you know, that yeah. kind of. Uh-huh. So anyway, you know, after all that experience, you know, Billy, Billy had a really great engineer producer mm-hmm. that worked on all these easy top records back to the early eighties. And he passed away about a year and a half ago. His name was Joe Hardy. Oh man. So he was basically like Billy's, you know, counterpart. He was. Yeah this great musical partner. Yeah. So Billy was, you know, Billy was, you know, not only had he lost a, a great friend, but he had lost his musical collaborator. So when yeah. it came time to do this record, he called me. I'm like, little old me is gonna fill that void. So my job was to like walk Billy through a new experience and learn, get him to trust me Mm-hmm. Right, so I co-produced the record with Billy mm-hmm. and another guy named Mike Florentino from Nashville. But when you work with somebody as great as Billy, he's such an amazing talent. And mm-hmm. the reason he got successful is because he's got the imagination to create great songs. Yeah, and he's got the ears to hear he ears everything. It's like, what's yeah. that? You know,
1: uh-huh.
0: or he'll say. We got we got to put maracas on this song.
1: <laughs>
0: I go maracas, okay. He hears it all. He'll go. Yeah. So, my job in the studio was just to make him comfortable and like nurture the process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, kind of keep the ship moving. Mm-hmm. And man, we got at the very beginning, it was, you know, it was got getting to learn each about each other in the mm-hmm. studio. Cause we we played in a band, but playing in the studio, as you know, is different. So oh yeah. We did a couple of songs. I have a studio in LA. And we did those. And the process was a little bit more laborious, but then once we got comfortable, mm-hmm. it just was like. So when we were up in the desert, we'd wake up, we'd have breakfast. We'd be like, hey, how you doing? Let's go. What do you got? Uh-huh. Yeah. Really, well, I, got I got this riff, mm-hmm. right? I go, cool. What's the group? What are you feeling? He's like, you know. So I'd go and sit on the kit. <clears throat> Before we knew it, you know, one day we got three songs. One day we got one. One day we mm-hmm. got a half, you know. But yeah, so it was great.
2: You've been in some awesome bands, too. Uh, yeah. That's
0: yeah. Thank the, you.
2: You're one of the coolest people I've gotten to meet in this. Because uh, I haven't been, I haven't been gigging very long. I mean,
0: it's, it's
2: really cool to get to meet all these new awesome people. Yeah. Thanks for.
0: Thanks well, for- I'm a big Jack. I'm a big Jack Barksdale fan. I'm a <laughs> biggest fan. I, I, got, I send your Instagram link to people. Check this kid <laughs> out. He's the future. Awesome. I believe in you, man. I, you know, I got to tell you, I, I came through Hollywood in the, in the late '70s. You know, I was like mm-hmm. 19 years old, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: I could pick musicians by looking at them. I could, I, I had like an intuitive sense. Like, I could look at a guy and go, "That guy can play," mm-hmm. and I didn't even heard one note out of him yet, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, there was like a sense of. An air about a person if they had that confidence of a musician. Yeah. And then there was like something like, I remember the first time I saw Kenny Wayne Shepherd. he was like 16 years old.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I go, that guy's going to be, oh, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember when I saw Tori Amos, who I was in a band with, I saw her at a piano on a piano bar. I said, you star. I just had that sensibility. Yeah. And I saw that in you.
1: <laughs>
0: I said, this kid, he's got it. He's just got that thing. Because in music, there's talent, right? There's talent. Mm-hmm. You know, you obviously you're you're a cool-looking dude. <laughs> you you got a great personality. And you're 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 living it. You're like, I play the guitar. You know, I play slide. I'm a slide player. Right? And that's what it is. For me, it was like. The day when I went, I'm a rock drummer. It was like, bing. And it
1: was like, Yeah,
0: that's what I'm going to do. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And when you discover what you're going to do and you go, when you discovered, how old were you when you went, hey, I'm pretty good? But
2: I'm not sure that I'm even good now. <laughs>
0: yes, you I are. I just
2: try. <laughs>
0: but what, when people started coming up to you and saying, Jack, I love that. You're great. What happened? What your age was that?
2: I'm not sure. I've probably been gigging for about four years, but uh, once I really started being able to to play, uh, where I felt that it was better than I had been, was probably uh, two or uh, one or two years ago.
0: Yeah. And now you're you're, you know, I see you on stage with all these like adults, right? And you're like you're up there and they're like looking at you like, man. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when you have that acknowledgement, when you actually discover that for me it was I was really young too. I was like, you know, when I was a little kid, I used to go to the school and I bring my snare drum. Do mm-hmm. you remember that song Wipeout?
1: Yeah,
0: and I'd sit out there and I would just play Wipeout (laughs) you know like all day Uh and other kids would come around and go wow you know that's so cool Uh so for me it was like I was able to identify that I I was good at something and people Mm -hmm. liked it Mm -hmm. and that inspires you to keep going and I was like plus I didn't want a real job Mm,
2: yeah <laughs> so i mean not many people do <laughs> it's just not many people have the choice to become one of the best drummers uh, in thanks, the world
0: thanks yeah. man well you know i i when you asked me to do this i you know i get asked to do a lot of stuff but i was like jack i'm in <laughs> so i'm a big supporter and big fan of yours and Thank i you. i i know one day you're gonna walk up and get that Grammy. Don't forget to say my name. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh,
2: I actually have a question uh, a little bit about that. Is there anything that you kind of wish someone had told like a 13 year old you?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I guess it's just remain true to yourself and Mm -hmm. always do what feels right. And in this business of music, Separating the business from the music is the hardest part. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, have good people around you. You know, remain humble. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, always be kind to fans. Mm -hmm. Because, in my experience, when I was a kid, I mean, I didn't make a lot of mistakes along the way, but I made some. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always loved my fans. Yeah. And it's to this day. I've never been, you know, because you get successful and things happen. Money comes, ego comes, things happen. But if you stay close to your family, mm-hmm. right, really know who your friends are, because when you get that fame, which you will, things will change because people want a little piece of you or something. Mm-hmm just stay close to your family because there was a moment there where I strayed a little bit and things, well, especially Guns N' Roses, we were the biggest band in the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know?
2: Yeah.
0: Be careful with the drinking and all that kind of stuff too. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool.
0: But believe, you know, just keep going, you know, because look, yeah. in life, you're going to get a lot of no's. People are going to, so let's say you go, Talk to some record company, he goes, I don't know, I'm not hearing this. Oh, That's just an opinion. That doesn't mean you're not good. That's just his opinion. And there's a lot of opinions in the world. So I say, believe in yourself, you're gonna hear a hundred no's before you hear the right yes. And whatever that yes comes is the perfect yes. It's all meant to be, right? Mm-hmm. like I remember when I got the Guns N' Roses gig out of the cult and I was in the right place at the right time and before that, before I got big in a band, I was pretty broke I was living in a warehouse I had a friend that would bring me like Top Ramen, have you ever had Top Ramen? Like soup with noodles?
2: I haven't had it <laughs>
0: You pour yeah. water in it just yeah. kind of I, like
2: I know awesome. what it is, I just haven't I haven't
0: had it yet. It's all salt and like fake noodles. And Uh it's like 10 cents, but that's all I could afford. So I remember I got offered like, I got offered gigs with the band Survivor, many, many bands. And I didn't get the audition. Mm -hmm. I auditioned for Steve Vai. I didn't get it. And I was starting to get frustrated. I was like, oh man, man." starting to get down on myself. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But what was the reality was God was putting me in the position to be ready for the right one. And when mm-hmm. I when I got the cult call for that band, the cult,
1: mm-hmm. great
0: band. Check them out. That was my band. I wasn't supposed to be in Survivor. And so it was all setting the, the motion for the big gig. And then the cult was the Gateway to Guns N' Roses.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Life happens the way it's supposed to, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. Right. Uh
1: huh.
0: And that's just intuition. Intuition, and that comes from, I, I, I believe you're probably a spiritual guy, right? You believe in you believe mm-hmm. in the universe. Yes. and God. Hmm. You know, one door opens, another one shuts. Mm-hmm. You go. Oh, I'm going to go through that door. And I'm navigating my whole life that way, and I'm. And I say I'm, I'm 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 a grateful, blessed guy, man. I'm just like living a musical journey. Yeah. You know, it's like so. It just says, just go with your go with your instinct, go with what feels good, mm-hmm. and believe in yourself.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah, and uh, I really like how you how you kind of handle your uh, your fame and your your talent. And uh, you do a lot of charity work, don't you?
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I got involved kind of by accident. Like people would say, "Hey, how would you do that? How would you get in the kids' charity that you that you built?" Someone asked me, and it was just the perfect time for me to start to give back. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, you know, I've done charity things with like different bands. Like we'd have people backstage; uh-huh. they were terminally ill, and, but I had never really jumped into trying to run my own charity per se.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So I started Adopt the Arts in Los Angeles to get, and I, my, first, my first big deal that I did is I gave a thousand guitars away to 25 schools. Oh, wow. Nylon strings, because little kids, you know, when you're real young, yeah. those steel strings can hurt your fingers, right? Uh-huh. So I got nylon strings three quarters and half sized acoustics. And I got a thousand of them from Fender. Wow. And I handed them out and you can go online and look it up. But uh, after that, I started my own classrooms where I'd take the car. Now we're teaching K through six, so young kids, much younger than you even. Mm -hmm. And we got them on ukuleles now because cool thing about a ukulele, as you know, and you use a lot of open tunings, right? hmm You can just open up the tuning and a kid can play one note and have like make a song, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Yeah, you just right. tune you just tune uh, that uh that A string down uh down a whole step and you got a chord.
0: That's right. You know, it used to be my dog has fleas on the ukulele. can uh-huh. so, be my dog duh Dog, dog, right? I like that on ukulele. But anyway, so we teach keyboard, mm-hmm. ukulele, guitar. Uh-huh. I have about 600 kids. Mm-hmm. And if you want to check it out, it's called adoptthearts.org.
2: That's awesome.
0: And we're hoping to expand across the country. Mm-hmm. We're working on right now. Yeah. So that's been great. And I do, I do a couple of animal charities. I love dolphins. So I'm on the I'm on the, I'm on the board of dolphin project. Uh, That's been, pretty cool. Trying to trying to talk people into not swimming with with captive dolphins. Yeah. And uh, I believe that animals aren't here for for our entertainment to do tricks for us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, if it's elephants or if it's dolphins, you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't like I don't like circus kind of performance for animals yeah. for wild animals.
1: Yeah. So, mm-hmm.
0: So I do Dolphin Project and I'm involved in that and, mm-hmm. and I work with a with a really big organization called Stand Together which is check out standtogether.org I'm I'm involved yeah. in that too. so Yeah, I mean, I keep busy, you know. It's like I think they say the older you get, the harder you have to work, but I just keep busy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you do a a whole bunch of stuff. You even have a you have some French bulldogs, right?
0: Yeah, I got a, I got a little new puppy about a year ago. Her name's Ella, uh-huh. and I got her right before the pandemic hit,
1: because
0: mm-hmm. I had a little white dog named Lola, mm-hmm. and she was uh, my she was my girlfriend. I loved mm-hmm. her. She <laughs> passed about a year
2: half. ago. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: Oh, I cried like a baby. Yeah, I cried. I love yeah. that. You know, you know, you guys have a dog.
2: No, I'm actually. Uh... Kind of allergic to dogs just really hairy dogs you know
0: oh you might like a little frenchie because they have real short hair yeah like
2: i can i can pet dogs but uh but yeah i can never really uh you know cuddle them too much
0: oh yeah i took lola on the road with me you know i played in the Mm. hollywood vampires with joe Mm. perry for a while and i took my little dog on the bus (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i cuddled her you know yeah because my wife's at home and she doesn't like going on the road as much. So uh-huh. But I got another dog, a black Frenchie. They have their own Instagram. It's called Rockstar Frenchies. <laughs> Check That's them out awesome. Yeah, they're yeah. doing pretty good. They got like a thousand followers. Pretty good. That's really cool. Yeah, and uh he's a black Frenchie and his name's Bowie. Mm-hmm. Like David Bowie. Yeah. And uh, yeah,
2: how, yeah how did you come up with uh is that Ella Fitzgerald or?
0: Yeah, Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah. And my grandmother, my grandmother passed away last year. Her name was Ella Josephine.
2: Ooh, that's pretty.
0: She was 106 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I named her after Ella Fitzgerald and my grandmother.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
0: Well, awesome. Jack. Yeah. You know, I'm really glad you reached out to me.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. This is a fun interview.
0: Yeah. Well, we could keep going a little bit if you want.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I've got one more question for you. You gave us a little bit of, of advice earlier, but uh, is there anything else that uh, like what to do, what not to do? Uh, anything else like that? Cause you've been in the, in the music business for a long time. And I've been doing some cool well, yeah. stuff.
0: Well, yeah, thanks. Well, you know, that a lot of things have changed since I started out, you know? Yeah. We had CDs and vinyl records, and vinyl yeah. records are coming back. I know. Now, I would say to anybody that's out there, if you're going to put out your music, press some vinyl, because people mm-hmm. like vinyl. Yeah. They it's expensive, it
2: though.
0: <laughs> it is kind of expensive to do, but if you got, like, a bit of a fan base. Mm-hmm. We did really well with Billy on vinyl, because we took it on on road, and we sold it at the merch booth with the T-shirts. Yeah. And he could sign the cover.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. We did really well with that. Yeah. I say to people, you know, just learn how to... The problem, the difference between when I came up and now, it's all about learning how to market yourself. Yeah. How how to get yourself out there. How to get be heard. In the old days, you know, you would create the music and, uh, you know, go get a record deal. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and then they would do all the work, and there was no internet
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know yeah. there was no internet, there was record stores
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there was magazines mm-hmm. so nowadays, it's like i gotta make a video i gotta i gotta go on instagram, I gotta do so many things that I didn't know I had to do before yeah. but you're you're a younger generation, so you're you're used to it for the older guys. we're like, oh my God, we gotta like do this and do that. I was telling Billy, I was like, Billy, we gotta make like four videos for this record. He's like, what? I go, yeah, we just we gotta just keep putting stuff out. Have you seen our mm-hmm. latest videos we dropped out?
2: Uh, well, I try not to get on the internet too much, but I'm gonna watch it right after this.
0: Oh, cool. Check yeah. out Hollywood 151. We shot that in the summer. It's from the awesome. last record, but we,
2: uh-huh. and
0: I gotta be honest, I said to Billy, Let's make it cheap. We don't have to spend a lot of money on a video.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I mean, you can make a killer video on an iPhone now. I mean, yeah. the iPhone, the iPhone 11. Uh-huh. Did you see my Tom Petty video I made?
2: Uh, no, I'm I'm not on uh like uh, social media.
0: Okay, check I, like, out we'll my parents out. do that. <laughs> okay, check out I won't back down. I will check out the video quality. I made it on the iPhone 11. Really? And you know what it cost me? Zero.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now that's a good video budget. Now yeah. I had a friend of mine edit it and do everything yeah. and I think mm. I might paid him a hundred bucks or something. But Let's so start. I would say make you know make create cool content because the world is content hungry. They just want to uh-huh. watch mm-hmm. cool stuff and listen. It's yeah. like that's how I discovered you, Jack. <laughs> I started I mean you should I met you and I'm like got online and I started listening to you play. I was like, this gets cool. And that's all you need. You just need like another million of me. (laughs) And then you're off and running. And then you can, and I, so I say to people, young artists, Mm -hmm. keep writing songs. It's all about the song. It's all about the song. song." And then Mm -hmm. find your own voice. I'd always, I already think that you have a look and a vibe and Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're a rootsy kid. You're like, this, <laughs> this is what I do. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I'm already a fan. So you don't have to win me over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah just stick to your guns and work hard. You know, it's hard mm-hmm. work. Yeah, but you, know, uh, you gotta work. You gotta be. You gotta have a work ethic. You gotta get up. You go. This is what we're gonna mm-hmm. do today. Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm like sixty years old. and I was on the phone all yesterday working on getting Billy's record mixed, you know, it's not easy. You got to be like, bam, bam, bam. Hey, hey, hey. You know? (laughs) You know? And we talk about, you know, me and Billy. Billy's like, okay, we're going to drop the record. Here's when we're going to drop the record. Then we're going to tour on this. You know, we got to have a plan. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Make a plan. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's some pretty cool advice and (laughs) thanks for thanks again thanks for doing this with me it was really cool uh to get to talk to you and uh even though i haven't gotten to see you that much uh it's great to get to speak to you again and uh hope i hope we'll finally be able to see each other in person soon maybe but uh
0: yeah, I got a call from Gretsch yesterday Did you do a virtual thing for Nam show. No NAMM show this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, because remember when we were hanging out, so
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of people at NAMM.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Call me anytime, Jack. Like yeah. I said, keep rocking, my friend.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for doing this interview with me.
0: And go get some go get some Jack Bark sale merchandise. It's cool. <laughs> and uh, thank you for the merchandise, Jack.
2: Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, again, this is Jack Barksdale's Revival. Thanks for listening.